In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Um, I wish you all a very blessed and happy Hosanna Sunday. The word Hosanna means salvation, save us. So this Sunday is called the Sunday of Salvation. We know our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was baptized, he was anointed by the Holy Spirit as a king and as a prophet and as a high priest. After the fall of Adam and Eve, Satan became the ruler of the world, the king of the world. And all of us, when we were born, we were born into the kingdom of Satan. So the father sent his son to establish a kingdom. And he was anointed as a king on the day of his baptism. And today he entered Jerusalem as a king. But the people perceived him as an earthly king, king of Israel, the one who would restore the kingdom of David and save them from the Roman Empire. But the Lord entered as a heavenly king not as an earthly king to establish the kingdom of God on earth and to save us not from the Roman Empire but to save us from the kingdom of Satan and from the ruling of Satan over us. And he established his throne on the cross. As we read in the book of Psalms, the Lord reigned on the wood. Because on the wood of the cross, he bound Satan. Then he descended to Hades, destroyed the gates of Hades, and he released those who were taken captives by Satan and transferred them into the paradise of joy. And until now, when we are born, we are born in the kingdom of Satan. But on the day of our baptism, we do two important acts. The first one, to renounce Satan. And this is very important because means we refuse to be under his rule, to be in his kingdom. And then we accept our Lord Jesus Christ to be our Lord, God, Savior, and King. And thus we enter into the kingdom of Christ.
And this kingdom is the kingdom of God on earth. That's why the celebration today is a procession of the entry into Jerusalem. It was a celebration of entry of a king. But usually at that time, kings ride on a horse as a symbol of power and strength. Also, horses are used in war. So, as a symbol of I'm coming to enter into a battle and save my country and my people. But to their surprise, the Lord did not enter riding on a colt, on a horse, but he was riding on a donkey and colt. Why he entered riding on a donkey and on a colt? Donkey is a symbol of peace. No one will go into a war riding on a donkey. So our Lord came to establish peace and to defeat Satan by offering himself as a sacrifice. The Lord reigned over us as a humble and a meek king. Not with the power of the rulers of this world. Yes, he is powerful. But his power is totally different from the power of the rulers of this world. His power from giving up himself on the cross as a sacrifice by shedding his blood on the cross. He entered as a king to save his people and to be a mediator for a new covenant. As you heard in the Pauline letter of today, there was a covenant, old covenant, established with Moses. The old covenant, based on your effort, on the effort of the people, keep the law and you will be saved. But no one was able to keep the law. So the Lord came to be a mediator of a new covenant. Covenant that is based on the grace of God. And the word covenant means there is agreement, there is a promise. Like when you write a will, this will 
is a promise. My positions will be distributed in this way. St. Paul said in the Pauline letter of today, when there is a will, there must also of necessity be of the death of the person who wrote the will. Because the will has no power as long as the person who wrote the will is alive. So the Lord gave us a covenant, a will, a promise. That's why this covenant, in order to be established, the person who made the will, who made the promise, must die. That's why the Lord died on the cross. He shed his blood on the cross. And usually there is a link between the blood and the covenant. Like in the Old Testament, Moses sprinkled the blood on the people and told them, this is the blood of the covenant. In the New Testament, the Lord, when he took the blood in the cup, he said to the disciples, take drink of it. This is the blood of my new covenant. What is the link between the blood and the covenant? The covenant cannot be established unless the person who made the covenant dies. Like the will. So now we are in a true covenant with God. This covenant based on the grace of God. How the new covenant is different from the old covenant? The old covenant is based on our effort. But the new covenant, Jesus came and he fulfilled the whole law on our behalf. That's why he said to John the Baptist, we ought to fulfill all righteousness, all the righteousness of the law. Then, when I unite with him, and I become one with him, so in him I will be considered as if I fulfilled the law. Because his righteousness will be my righteousness. His righteousness will be my righteousness. As if I am the one who fulfilled the law. But God cannot be united with me while I have a corrupted nature and the original sin with which I am born. So he has to renew my nature. And this renewal comes through 
the fellowship in his death and in his resurrection. So in baptism, we participate in the death of Christ. We become with him, die with him, and rise again with him as a new creature. Also, by shedding his blood, he carried our sins in his body, carried our curse in his body. And by shedding his blood, he redeemed us. As St. Paul also said in uh, the Pauline epistle of today, that the Lord redeemed us when he died on the cross. As Let me read it. And for this reason, he is a mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant. (coughs) So there were many transgressions. All of us, we transgressed the law of God. And why I say all of us, because all of us, we were in Adam. So when Adam sinned, all of us sinned in Adam. And St. Paul said here, by means of death, when he died, why he died? For the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant. So the Lord died on the cross in order to redeem us from all this transgression. And thus, in the new covenant, there is forgiveness of sins. In the old covenant, there was a promise of forgiveness. But the real forgiveness, we received it on the day of the cross. For example, when Nathan said to David, your sins are forgiven, David's sins were not forgiven instantly. That's why David, when he died, he went to Hades and remained there until the death of the Lord on the cross when he descended to Hades and restored David. So the forgiveness of sin happened on the day of the cross. And for us, the forgiveness of our sins when we partake of his holy body and his precious blood, we receive forgiveness of our sins. So today, we celebrate the entry of our Lord Jesus Christ as a king. Not prideful, arrogant king, not a tyrant, but as a humble and meek king, king of peace. He came to save us. He came to establish a new covenant. He came to give us a new nature. He came to forgive our sins. He came to give us life. 
and to give it to us more abundantly. He came to make us one with him. But until now, although many people on the day of their baptism, they renounced Satan and confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their King and as their Savior, but in their actions and behavior, they call Satan again to rule over them. Every time you choose to break the commandment of God and you follow the temptation of Satan, every time you do this, you are inviting Satan again to rule over you. That's why, let me give you an example. The Lord Jesus, uh, sorry, St. Paul in his letter to Ephesians told us, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Why? Why St. Paul told us, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. St. Paul continued and said, and don't give Satan place in your midst. So St. Paul is saying, if you let the sun go down on your wrath, you are inviting Satan to rule again over you. To go back to his kingdom, to the kingdom of Satan. So, which kingdom you are choosing to live in? Are you choosing the kingdom of God? Or you want to go back to the kingdom of Satan. Let us today in the divine liturgy renew our vows that we made on the day of baptism. Let us renew our vows for God to be our king and our savior. And let us promise him that we will live according to the constitution of his kingdom according to the word of God. And at any moment, if out of weakness or out of ignorance, we fell down and we transgressed his commandment, let us rise immediately and repent and go back to him. And he is a forgiving God. He will accept us. No matter how many times we sin, but we should not take advantage of this. But when we return back to him, he will accept us and forgive our sins and restore us to our first estate. He promised us, who will come to me, I will not reject him. Because he does not desire the death of a sinner, but rather that he returns and lives. So let us chant with the children of Israel saying to God, Osanna, save us in the highest. This is the king of Israel. We are the spiritual Israel. We are the new Israel. Israel means the people of God, the family of God. We are his family. We are his people. So he's our king. Blessed is he who comes in the name 
of the Lord of hosts, and glory be to God forever and ever.